hey, Connie, quit touching your brother like that. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 37 of Two Browse Podcast. This is Andrew coming in from Los Angeles. Go ahead, Joey. This is Joey also coming in from... I'm back in Los Angeles. I'm back. Maddie. Uh, this is Maddie, and I'm in Cincinnati. Stefan. This is Stefan, recently back from L.A. <laughs> after Superhouse Con 2016. That was nice. Um, <laughs> here, an awesome here, time. Here in Denver, sounding off. This is off our like little talk list, but did you guys have any like highlight of that trip? Yeah, we should talk about the trip a little. Um, yeah, you guys seeing you guys. Jeez, I didn't get to see. I saw Joey yeah. in Cleveland, but it was nice to see Andrew and Stefan. I haven't seen Andrew in ten years, and Stefan has seen a little like probably well, it's been like four years since we've. When was the last time we saw each other prior to that? I don't know. Chicago you moved to Denver. Yeah, I mean, we were living together, and then I moved. And then you moved. Oh, it was about moved. five years, yeah. It was about five yeah. years. So, but then I got to see, like, Bowdage and James, and that was cool also, just getting to, I've never been to, like, the West Coast before, so that was pretty cool. Um, I will say, though, L.A. is a fucking sprawl of a city, and fuck getting anywhere on time in that city. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> You're leave. You're like, I'm going to leave 15 minutes early. You should have left 45 minutes early. I missed yeah. my plane yeah. on the way out. Yeah. It was just oh dude i think that day though that day uh there was obama was in town and oh that, really yeah that, that, yeah that is true i left at 6 30 in the morning for a nine o'clock flight and we just kept hitting these pockets my uber driver yeah. we just kept hitting these pockets everywhere and i was like fuck man i knew halfway through that trip that i had already missed the plane you know yeah um and she was like hitting on me dude it was crazy your uber driver was <laughs> yeah she was like she was like older and like <laughs> ki- ki- she would be like a lot prettier if she didn't come off as so like she was just really forward about everything and <laughs> she kept apologizing for being forward really but she she kept up bringing up relationships and shit and like yeah we had this whole conversation i didn't really know how to answer her sounds like five stars i think she was hitting it yeah i gave her five stars <laughs> <laughs> I tried to give uh, someone four once. It was like, please explain why. I was like, fuck this. Let's go back five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was like, you got to do some fucked up shit for me to write about it. I've given somebody like three or two before, but that's because she was looking at her phone the whole time. And we you're like, you're going to kill me, bitch. Yeah. Sorry, I don't ridiculous. mean bitch derogatorily. I just mean it generally. <laughs> that sounded kind of derogatory. But... I don't mean it in an offensive way. I just mean it in kind of a blanket term. Blanket term for all bitches. Listen, I have I have a ton of respect for bitches. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. I liked uh, I liked walking oh, around by myself. My vape the last pen just day died. Oh, oh yeah, you went to the tar pits, right? Yeah, I went to the Chinese theater, then the tar pits after that, and I went back to Amoeba. Oh, cool. For, for a bit. Uh, Picked up Joey a record since he didn't get to see Ghost with us. He got yeah, man, oh, Ghost nice. record. And, nice. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Dude, yeah, I've no been problem. listening to that shit non-fucking-stop since the trip. But, yeah, it was fun just to get, like, kind of pseudo-lost in the city for a little bit and just walk around. Um, it was funny because I, I went to In-N-Out. I was like, I got to try this one more time because my first experience, I was not into it. 
Really? And I was like, it was, it was for me, like the fries were really cold. Yeah, the fries know. are not great. And I mean, we wanted a busy time, so I was like, I'm gonna chalk it up to well, that. Well, uh, let I me went. go ahead, let me go ahead and tell you, Maddie, that place is always slammed. Well, I went like earlier in the day, and it wasn't too bad. I didn't have to wait okay. too long. My food was done really quickly. And I was like, all right, so don't go at nighttime ever on the sunset. Yeah, one yeah get there. Yeah. Get, yeah, go at like noon if you can. That's like the only time. Maybe breakfast. Yeah. But, but breakfast. Um, I got it. I got it. Animal yeah, style with a burger. Mm -hmm. Fucking loved it. Nice. Good. Nice. Yeah. Good, um, good. But, um, yeah. It's just no, a it's, solid burger, you know? Like, you're only paying, like, for the base model dude, or whatever. It's only, it's like, the, five bucks. Yeah. The cheapest got, meal I had there was there. Right. And you think with, like, the name of it. It would be like you're gonna pay like ten to twelve dollars for just a hamburger. I didn't mean I haven't even added cheese to this shit yet. Right. I just wanted a hamburger, you know. So uh, I like the price was really great. So I won't complain too much about a cold burger for like <laughs> getting out of there for like seven bucks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was fun uh, to walk around and see like spots you only see in movies and stuff. Uh, that was kind of neat. Do you see uh, uh, Capitol Records? <clears throat> no. It's like okay. the U.S. Bank, though. Oh no, no, that's a different. Uh -huh. Never mind. It's it's on like a hill, so you could probably you probably maybe had saw it. You know, you probably didn't go up to it or anything, but it's like more east of probably Hollywood Highland where you saw the yeah. Brahmins. I wish I would have known about the Trump star, but I think there's a bunch of people surrounded or, uh, around it. Around something mm -hmm. was going on, and there's a bunch of news crew there. That's what like, it was. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, dang. And I couldn't see anything. And then, like, I get, like, the next day, I get home. And it's like a guy is, like, surrounded by all these people, like, trying to clean it up and fix it. And I was like, oh, shit. I bet there were people there, like, protesting and <laughs> all kinds that of That shit happened the night before you were there, man. Yeah, there, there's a video of the guy as he's destroying it. That's oh, fucking really. awesome. And then he talks about it. Uh, Johnson's here, everybody. What up? That's in Kona. How you doing, buddy? Good. Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah. Cool. Um, Johnson, actually, yeah. we want to Can you hear me all right? Your stuff. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. can hear you. Okay. So, so, hey, is that you rustling around, Stefan? Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, we can hear all of that, bro. Okay. <laughs> to, to narrate, I just got up and got more whiskey. That was the fridge okay. in my, my door. I'm sitting okay. now. Apologies. Okay. No problem. Go on. So Johnson has been getting into retro gaming a little bit with emulators and stuff. And uh, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about that, bro? Oh, uh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I just I didn't have anything else really new to talk about. What were you guys talking about before? Coming inside of... She mails. <laughs> she so they're, they're they, talking they, about we, their trip. To yeah. That's yeah. What oh, that that's what I did on my trip. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> we didn't hear about Steph that. Stefan and I, Stefan and I, both same same. I was same saving show. it for the new uh, episode. We could only we. Stephen we could Bottom only of... afford one. That's De yeah. <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> <laughs> we split it. It's like an Uber. It's like an Uber mm. fare. We just oh, split. Yeah. You know, my friend Chris Lee said he said prostitutes in Colombia are, are like fifteen dollars a piece. Well, right, I don't want to say it like that. That sounds mean, but they're like they only charged him fifteen dollars. He had a threesome for fucking thirty dollars. 
in Colombia. Of course he did. Dude. I mean, this guy's nuts, man. I mean, <laughs> who is this? Have to meet him. My friend, your Chris friend Lee. Chris Lee. Like yeah. every time he took a shot of something, even beer, he'd be like, "I'm from Shy Town," and then he would down the whole thing. <laughs> I'm from Shy Town. I heard that like eight times over the time yeah. that was, over this over that week he was there. He's kind of like you, Johnson. If you smoked crack like ninety percent of the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Yeah, Jeez. no, he's a good friend of mine, and Maddie's from from uh, Chicago, and he was out there at the same time that we were hanging out, so we all hung out together. Bush got to meet him. Oh yeah. man, he's a good dude, but to, yeah, he's a little. I have to guy. agree. I I kind of can't stand people that announce where they're from. <laughs> again and again and again. <laughs> it was it was kind of a lot. It was like, dude, there's nobody here having an L.A. versus Chicago battle. Like, <laughs> that's not happening. Uh, I mean. L.A. was playing the Cubs, so. That's the only thing, uh, but nobody so was talking I mean, about Chris. Yeah, you guys would love it if, if you got a chance to uh, have him help you get laid. I worry for his well-being, though, because I'm afraid he'll, he's, he's going to catch something. You know, like, you, well, that's he fucks thing. entirely too many people. As crazy as, crazy as he comes off, like he is one of the most responsible people I've ever known. Yeah, but yeah, he's, he's just getting fifteen thirty dollar three ways. Like, I'm sure I'm sure he's using a condom. He's not me. <laughs> oh yeah, Stefan's narrowly avoiding pregnancy right now. I forget. Uh, Let's dude. just announce that to the world. I'm embracing it. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I'm just gonna raise a superhouse podcast slave. <laughs> Upload your, my audio. Your baby. Yeah. That's Log why you're having my... a kid, bro. <laughs> Log and, and, and label my clips of this footage. <laughs> or you're not doing shit for your fifth birthday. Dang. So Damn. young. Just kidding. Reason. Just kidding. I'd be nice to my kid. Come on. His See, mother. That's another. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just being an asshole. I'm being an asshole. I'm sorry. I had it's a rough whiskey, day. Man. It's the whiskey. I had a long day of like, dropping shit and bumping into things. What it worked? Yeah. Turns out I thought I was five six and five seven. I mean I thought it was five seven and five eleven. So what? my so my <laughs> elbows my elbows are they poke out a lot more than I think. Anyway, go ahead, guys. Man, I don't know how to parse what you just said, bro. Uh, I'm just I'm just rambling. I'm sorry. I'll, so I'll Johnson, what what retro games have you been playing? <laughs> been playing he's been getting the Ace Combat, uh, right? Wait, no, I want to hear more about this beating his oh. wife. Oh, the tr the trip. Oh, it was man. great. Superhouse Con 2016 with swag. With swag, yeah, we got a, a Battlefield One. I bought a bootleg ghost t-shirt um because the ones inside were like 40 bucks at the show oh dude ridiculous good grief and a line uh, out the door for for to, for everybody to get one like they're yeah. making yeah, bank much. man aside yeah. from getting to see you guys and spend time with you guys and do podcast stuff uh uh seeing friends and everything i think del toro exhibit and the yeah. ghost show were like my my highlight moments yeah it was yeah. yeah, the editorial exhibit's great. Oh, um, that shit was so good. Go to it. Go, 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 go. 
Yeah, it's not expensive at all. It's like twenty five bucks. Like I think that mm-hmm. and for a ticket for the museum altogether is like twenty five dollars. Yeah, I think I'm gonna look into it. And uh, so did you guys like go in and get tickets, or did you get them online? We just yeah, walked we just up to the yeah to the oh, box office. Sweet. All right, cool. I'll do that then. Uh, you yeah, could man. probably just possibly just buy it for the exhibit too. Yeah. Because I mean, right, that, right, yeah. like right where you buy the oh. tickets, right behind you is the Del Toro exhibit. So it's like not like you have to go through a bunch of the museum to like get. Yeah. To it. Yeah, it's like it's kind of in the little courtyard area, kind of in yeah. the middle. Yeah, all right. That show was so good. The ghost show. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wrestling with something, guys. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm, if I am or am not a Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's two you different know. kinds, though, right? There's Levian Satanism and then actual Satanism. Well, what's what's actual Satanism? Like the literal, like we believe in literal oh, okay. Satan of the okay. Bible. Levian kinda... Satanism is just kind of like almost just philosophical. Right. So that's kind of what oh, go- yeah. ghosts, ghosts lyrics are more like, regu- like regular Satanism, not Levian. You know, it's like it's, yeah. it kind of introdu- it, it introduces that, that, you know, fictional character or whatever and wor- pays worship to that. Um, yeah, on yeah. on the subject, I've heard. Yeah, I heard some people who were trying to say they were Satanists, and there was like all these rules, like these morality clauses. And I was like, "What the fuck? No! If you're right. Satanist, you're like a sociopath living in the woods, like <laughs> killing." No, like there's an actual hikers. like they call right. They call it the left hand path, where right. you're supposed to be doing everything. Like even in, I think the Levian Bible. They say that like you should walk backwards and try to talk backwards, and <laughs> there's all all these things that are just kind of silly. But it's and like write with your left hand, and like there's just so much. Yeah. There's a lot to this, and th- I think this Levain guy just just you know you pull out of his ass, but yeah, <laughs> it's a thing. And I, there's yeah. a, there's I don't know why I know so much about this, but there's also one called the Temple of Set S E T, which I think has. Not just the Satan of the Bible, but I think maybe Egyptian gods as well. I'm not sure exactly, but something like that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. which one are you, uh, Stefan? Okay, so I don't. Now that we've broken that down a little bit, I don't think necessarily that I am a Satanist. But if if I were, and the way that I would be would probably just be, you know, like some of the lyrics. I love the lyrics of Ghost songs. Because they, they paint it in such a different light, you know, it's like there's that one song, it's like come together, come together as one, come together for Lucifer's son and shit like that. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they preach a lot of like love and compassion within this whole idea. And I think for me, like I gravitate towards a lot of like darker music and like darker movies and stuff. I just like feel at home. I feel comforted in like this macabre kind of like even the Adams family, you know what I mean? Like. I find comfort in stuff like that. Just so lately I've been thinking like maybe, you know, it's that, it's that kind of that left-hand path idea. The, uh, um, you know, I've, I'm around a lot of Christians and I grew up uh, with a lot of Christians in my life and stuff like that. And I just like, you know, it's, it's like this nagging feeling where it's just like, you know, like I don't know exactly what I am, but I know I'm not that necessarily, but I do have like sensibilities of like a mystic and like of you know a lot of superstition and stuff like that so i just really been like listening to ghosts and gravitating towards these sensibilities (laughs) you're being converted bro yeah totally but then i've always kind of been like maybe i've always been like this you know and like you know it's like 
don't the know. Levian, like... The top line <laughs> from Levian, I think it's Levian, they, the mm-hmm. number one thing, like their John 3.16 is something like, do what thou wilt, that is the whole of the law. Which right. essentially means, do what you want, don't do what God wants. Right. Well, because right? that's, yeah, you know, that's... This, this is where I have to call bullshit because, like, yeah, I heard the one that was like, they were trying to tell me like how progressive it was compared to Christianity. Like, you know, we had women's rights and love everybody and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this, no, Satanist is like, you're worshiping the prince of darkness. <laughs> you're worshiping the <laughs> most evil fucking yeah. thing in existence. Like, like if you're a Satanist, you need to be fucking murdered. You need, if you're not a serial killer, <laughs> you're not a Satanist. No, yeah, that's, not, that's well, not what's weird about it, right? Well, not necessarily because it, and it all comes down. But then to it's like, just now it's, now it's just some new philosophy, just anti-Christian, just right, just whatever. Right. It's yeah. Just, yeah, like I have so, daddy so issues, so I'm gonna do this. <laughs> so it's it's but but like what you're saying, it is something. There is something that you know, like a prevailing philosophy or you know, like these different doctrines that are starting to be built up. But it's not less like you know. For me, I see the other side of the coin because I'm like. Because I'm like, maybe it's just because I'm into metal, you know what I mean? But the things, you know, metal resonates with me, you know, Behemoth, um, their album, The Satanist, you know what I mean? Like the shit that they're, t- that they're talking about, the emotions that they're evoking through that is something I relate to. Um, and it's not necessarily, it doesn't have anything to do, because your perception of like Satan based on a Christian uh like perspective is that it's like this total evil, like it's the definition of everything that is bad. But well, my perspective is none of them are real, but <laughs> right, right, right. So if sure. you're so if you're for calling sure. yourself a Satan, you're choosing to worship what's supposed to be the most evil fucking thing. Right. Well, by by one definition, <laughs> by one definition to to me, it's like the other side of the coin. You know, it's the it's the it's it's when you find out like, you know, everything in your life is 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 not everything in your life. But when you find out like values that you've held are just mere like fabrications. I mean, when it's all bullshit. You... It's all religion. It's well, that's all what you, that's nonsense what you think. made up, you know, anyway, two thousand years ago. Yeah, the, right. That's, Bronze that's, Age that's, that's, what, that's what you think about it, but but yeah, but I'm where's not... the religion where I can just do absolutely anything I want? Satanism. Like there are no rules whatsoever. <laughs> Satanism. <laughs> yeah. Right. Where's that one? It's there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I you mean, know, it's like that episode of Metal Apocalypse. You know, where they go to the Satanist yeah, church, totally. and the one guy's like, "It's the same boring bullshit." It's like it's true. It's like right, some guy right. up at the front droning well, on about. <laughs> well, that's the one thing that makes me think that I'm no, I'm not like a practicing like Satanist or whatever. Is you know like any kind of dogma that starts to like build itself yeah. around like tenets that are that control you morally or you know whatever it may be that's not something i tend to follow but i do think that for me it's more about self-expression you know (laughs) and that's not bullshit because there are no tenets to that it's just like i mean really just like don't fucking hurt people don't fuck people over and do your own thing and that may not be satanism that just may be like being a person which to your to your point um but there's something else going on in, in this music and in our I lives. Think, to me, it seems like, all right, so in the middle of the show, the lead singer says that people in the past thought that the female orgasm was of the devil. Right. And we're here to worship that today. 
hell Satan. Like they, yeah. so a, it kind of, they kind of hinted at it kind of being a joke and yeah. their version of the devil and what they're worshiping is actually just <laughs> the female orgasm. I think, I it's, think it's, that's, that's their spin. Think, yeah. It could, maybe <laughs> not, not all the time, but they did say that that song was about that. Yeah. So I, I wonder how much were... more it's like, not, it's not actually, you know, like Gorgoroth Satanism, but it's, uh, you know, their own spin on this whole deal. And they just want to have like a shock rock band. Know what I mean? Yeah. Gorgoroth is the one that would encourage you to just like kill anybody and just be a wild animal in the woods. <laughs> Drink blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're the they're the ones that didn't they interview the singer and they're like, "What's your greatest inspiration?" And he waits a second. And yeah. goes, Satan. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious, dude. Yeah. You still there, Stefan? We lost Stefan. Oh no. Oh god. All right. Um. <laughs> hopefully he'll come back. This was totally <laughs> off script, by the way, but it was pretty cool conversation. <laughs> I like the song "He Is" because I do as well. When you listen to it; it could almost sound like a song about uh, a Christ. And it could like be, yeah. If someone wasn't paying attention, they're like, "Oh, the song's about about Christ," and you're like, "Sure, go on and believe that." That's you like know, the right? that's like the song off the new EP called "Bible." Yeah, yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Well, that's, and that's one thing you find with like, not just ghosts, but even like, uh, like movies, like we watched, what was the one, the church that, uh, oh, yeah. you know, even that, like they're, they're always drawing parallels with like, or go that song, uh, come together as one come together for Lucifer's son or whatever. They're talking about like Lucifer's son as if Lucifer was God, you know, the son of which the antichrist or whatever is, you know, it's like, it, it really is. It really is just like just like the antithesis to Christianity that, that they're playing at, that the, that ghost is like, you know, what they're really worshiping, I think is themselves and their, their joke. I don't know, man. I, I mean, they're Swedish and Sweden is like, like the Scandinavian countries are notorious for being non-religious. Right. And I think they're probably just atheists and they're just, they just yeah. formed a shock rock band, Yeah. And, you know, and their, their take was totally different. Like they're not, they're not super dark. The music's not dark. You know, I mean, it's like radio friendly. They are talking yeah. about Satan a lot, but it's like <laughs> their spin is so different where they're, it's like love songs. It's ballads. It's like almost like happy music, but it's about Satan. <laughs> and yeah. That's just like a totally, totally fresh take on this whole deal. I was they, trying to, they've won Grammys and they've been on Colbert. Yeah. I was telling my mom about it and she like, you know, she likes that. I, I'm really invested in music and stuff and she knows about all the bands I like and I was telling her about this one and like what they're all about I'm just like you know it's a band that sings these like pop rock ballads to Satan oh 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 <laughs> you know and and after that I mentioned that I couldn't like convey how great the show was because in her mind it was just like the devil's got a hold of my boy you know yeah <laughs> the whole time you're watching the show in between the breaks it's not like the guy's sitting there going here's the Satanist manifesto right you know, no, it's like he's, he's telling not. jokes. It's like, right, this is right. just, it's like watching Alice Cooper or yeah. like, you know, like when people are like, Alice Cooper, he worships the devil. And he's like, well, why the fuck not? I'm going <laughs> to get people to come watch this. Cause there's, uh, there's a market for it. People want to like have fun with this and just like, yeah. 
That's no, what I, I worship. Mean, I, I just, yeah, I just think it's a, the band is great. They like Stephen said, they make good pop rock songs about their love for Satan. It's genius. <laughs> it's yeah, genius. It you can put this shit on the radio, like the songs that don't say Lucifer or anything. People are just gonna think they're talking about like Christ most of the time. Like that Square Hammer song could definitely be on the radio. There's that one lyric where he right. says, "Will you swear for the devil?" But they've, what was that song, Van Halen, "Running with the Devil" or whatever? Yeah. Like that was on the radio. So I don't know. Like it could happen. It's where like it. some bands would only mention the devil or Lucifer from time to time. Ghost is like, I'm just gonna embrace it. It's gonna be yeah. what everything's yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and maybe and it's, it's great. Maybe it's my background, but it's like you know, there's part of me when we're at the shows and stuff that I'm like fucking already signing the deal in blood and giving myself <laughs> up. But then at the, but then at the same time, I'm like questioning. I'm like, am I participating in some kind of like archaic ritual that is just masked in the contemporary pop culture? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, oh right. shit! We you all know? Just sold our souls. Because fuck. because I I try and think of myself like if I was singing those <laughs> lyrics on stage, you know, like sure if it's a joke, it's just a joke. But you're still you're still putting it out there and like what you're saying like in in Scandinavian countries, it's not there's not, you know, it's like not totally religious. But out here, people are so fanatical about that stuff that it's like, I don't know. It just it's interesting to to think what it might it might be stirring up in the audience. I if, if it's to just a, a joke, you know. <laughs> I listen to a podcast called The Atheist Experience. Sometime they're a call in show out of Austin, and yeah. like people from, like one guy from Sweden called in one time, and he he was saying that. You could be friends with somebody for 10 years and not know what religion they are because it just yeah. doesn't come up. Yeah, and it shouldn't. They're, yeah, like they're just, <laughs> they're not, of course, it's not a country of Satanists. They're just mostly non-religious. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably pretty nice, actually. Scandinavia is just more like that. Estonia uh, is like the least religious country in the world. Yeah, really. Like ninety four percent atheist. Yeah. So, and that's where Skype come from comes from, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and Kazaa. Uh, Kazaa. Oh, the glory days. The glory days of Kazaa. <laughs> Got to thank the Estonians for that. But anyway, so yeah, my highlights of the LA trip were the Ghost Show and uh, Del Toro exhibit. The ghost show was fucking sweet, dude. I, I also felt a little bit weird because I've been to like a thousand million metal shows in my life, but never one that was like so openly satanic like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a fucking show and they have like the, con like the confetti it. deal fucking spraying everywhere and fireworks and shit. Like that was dude, a fucking Matt show, man. And yeah. the costume change by the fucking singer. Like yeah. they have a fucking show, dude. Yeah, I was like Maddie and 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 Chris were like dancing and bobbing their heads and shit, and I'm on the fucking ground like bowing and like. Oh. <laughs> like I am it's true. I took two steps away. About really? it, dude. I was I was losing Jesus. my mind in that crowd, convulsing and vomiting. <laughs> you were not vomiting. Like the Dark Lord, I pledge allegiance. <laughs> dude, that dude, that guy in front of you though, or beside you? That guy was all about it. <laughs> dude, that dude was getting like the the Holy Spirit was inside that motherfucker. Yeah. It was fucking. I was like, this is like going to a fucking Pentecostal church in here for this dude. <laughs> he was just gyrating and foaming at the mouth. We had. And like I love watching. Those... Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, his, his, there was this girl behind us just sitting there with a beer, nodding. 
and she yeah. seemed to slightly be enjoying the show. And then I was like, oh shit, they're together. And she would yeah. like walk up to him, and then a song would come on, and she would just move to the back again. She's like, I'm just gonna let this boy do what he does. And I was like, <laughs> just losing his shit right now. He, he actually might lyric. lose his girlfriend because of how ridiculous <laughs> this motherfucker is acting. I'm like, listen, I like listening to a lot of music. I like to dance every once in a while with this dude. Man, if like yeah. you could have heard him, he probably would have been speaking in tongues. This dude was into it. Jeez, there was one like concert douche. That's what I'm gonna call it. We've all we've all <laughs> we've all uh, seen this guy before. He was just like before the show even started, dude. He was like, "Hell, Satan, Ghost Rules, let's start a pit." And there was no, there was no fucking song going on yet. Like he wanted a pit like right away. He was like, "This is a ghost show, isn't it? It's a fucking ghost show, isn't it?" <laughs> if there's one band that I that I I just don't think they like most of their songs aren't pit worthy. I know, right now? like Mummy, they, Mummy Dust, really... maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's like some of the like their songs pretty that shit. Pit. Yeah, I don't know, man. When you were like, oh, there were pits going, I was like, really? Oh, there were like, two. There was a VIP section that we couldn't get to. That a VIP had, pit? They had a pit, yeah, and then we had one too. But it's like a little raised. It was like elevated, so if somebody was like, wasn't paying attention, they could get knocked off. Yeah, <laughs> they could fall off the thing. That's why I didn't want to do anything with that guy. But I gotta thank this douchebag though, because <laughs> my girlfriend couldn't see. Cause she was behind like the tallest dude and we couldn't like move. And then when the pit happened, it pushed us. You know how that happens in, in the pit. Sometimes we get pushed yeah. way to the front of oh, yeah, our dude, section. Follow that wave. Follow it. Yeah. So we, we did. So and, like she was able That's to great. see it. Yeah. That's uh when Eric and I saw Thursday at double door, <clears throat> we started like way back by the steps and I was like, dude, there's no way we're getting up here. And, and I was and then he was like, dude, just wait. And I was like, oh, shit, yes. People are just going to run forward. I just went with it. Before I knew it, I was, like, right next to, like, Thursday. I was like, yes. Thanks, Satan, for the pit. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> you can get some if you get, if you can get past the, If you can get past the pit and in front of it, you're usually pretty safe. So, right, right. But, um, yeah. I, I will story. say I did not like the will turn. Like, it's not a good venue for metal, no. man. No, it is not. <clears throat> It's like yeah. I don't think they knew what they were like, what they were getting into. Yeah, Honestly, it should have been at uh, there's a there's a venue called El Rey. I saw Boris there. Yeah, they that would have been a better venue. What, what what's up with that venue? Is it like too small or what? No, there's enough room. It's just like everything's sectioned off. There's fucking guards everywhere. It's like oh wow. Oh, just stand here. Can you can you come stand in this area? No, you can't stand here. Go back. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? It's standing room. Like, it's general admission. Like, you know, if you get up to the front, great. If you don't, like, it just seems like it's horribly laid out. It's not like, it's not where I want to go see a metal show or just like a hard rock show or, right. you know. It's I made mean, for like Simon and Garfunkel or something, you know? It's, yeah, well, it's, it's like. It's a soft rock venue. I think like after that, those two, those two shows back to back, it's like The Fray was the next band that was playing. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck is this metal ass? Like, it's Death Heaven and Ghosts. It's like. I don't like at Def Heaven. Like I only caught two songs, but probably I will never see Def Heaven like that again. Like I'm gonna try to find venues that are smaller and more intimate because I feel like that's when you get like your best show. Right. Uh, like I just saw Planes Mistaken for Stars a couple days ago, and it was in a shitty little bar. Just like everyone just moved up to the front. There was no real moshing, but just like rocking out was happening. 
headbanging was going on. Fucking great. No one rushed up on stage to rip any, like, rip something out of someone's hands or stab him in the face. There's no, like, <laughs> there was, you know, there was, like, no padding down. It was just, like, a little show. And it was, like, it's fucking awesome. I understand Ghost can't do that. But it's like, there are venues out there that I've been to. They're like, oh, this is a proper way to handle this. Oh, the place where I saw Blind Guardian, too. Like the Fonda in Hollywood. That would have been better, too. But it was it was just a bad, it's a bad choice. And they shouldn't do that again. But yeah. I have seen, like, Caius, or maybe not Caius, but Sleep has played there, dude. Like, they yeah. get metal acts at the Wiltern a lot. I don't know. I, w I would probably go see Sleep there, since it's more of like a stoner metal thing. Right. It's going to be slightly more chill than, say, Ghost or Death Heaven. Right. But it was just like, I don't know. I felt like I couldn't get into it because I was, like, so far back. There's no way to move up. I didn't know where I could or couldn't go. You know, it was just like, oh, I'm just so I'm just so stressed because of this situation. Yeah, it was it was stressful, man. But For sure. Ghost did put on a good show. Would I see them again? Yes. <laughs> yeah, 10 out of 10, man. It's up there with some of my favorite shows. That was yeah. That was the third time I seen them, I think, and it was the best easily. Just cause, just cause of how where they've evolved to, you know, like the like you're saying, like the costume change and pyrotechnics and the masks and everything. Like, yes, they yes, got, yes. They, their their show is so tight <laughs> that it has me believing that the Dark Lord will save my soul. I heard the bass is a girl too. It. I didn't notice that. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was like, I thought it was all men's. And then I was like, nope. Men's. Then else. <laughs> it seems like hit. it inter interchanges a lot. They, like, have a lot of different members interchange. And they, they all have names. I just read about this today. Nameless they School all... Earth, Nameless School Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wind. And then there was yeah. the whole cowbell thing at their last show. They had the fucking guitar too. Remember that? Yeah, no, that, that was awesome. Was <laughs> that was like I could have used a lot more of that. That was only that that debuted for like five seconds and then he put it back down again. No, yeah, that's all the guitar you need. I don't know. It was just so funny to see it. <laughs> Ghost is the greatest band since Kiss. Just saying. Mm. I don't like Kiss, so what? I, I'll just say Ghost <laughs> is the greatest band. Kiss rules. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway. not a fan of Kiss. Not not into it. Not anything? Have you tried Destroyer I, Dynasty? I was made for loving you is my favorite one. I just it's yeah. too like it's too cock rock for me, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't I can't do it. That's God of Thunder. God of Thunder and Rock and Roll is my jam. Anyway. I never listened to them a whole lot, but I do like that one song. Dude, get into Kiss. You know, getting into Kiss makes the movie Detroit Rock City that much better. The movie's pretty good, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, that's what I'm saying is like it's a good movie. You could interchange it with any band, but actually liking Kiss is like you're right there with those motherfuckers. That's just my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to talk about your Tool adventure, bro? If I can, just for a second. Yeah. Uh, I just wanna what say that was like the fifth time i'd ever seen tool in my life um it was one of six dates that was in on their tour for you can't even call it a tour it's just six dates you know six shows right um and that was one of six and i remember back in like uh june or something when the tickets went on sale just not being able to get any just being like really upset that i couldn't get them and then come to a few days ago last Wednesday when the show took place 
Um, I just went on Craigslist and I just hunted it down, found a ticket. I paid $180 for my ticket. Jesus, um, man. Right. To a lot of people, that's like when I tell them, it's like, that's crazy. I wouldn't pay that money for any show, but it was worth every fucking cent. And I was in the nosebleed. I was, yeah. you know, it was like, I was, but it was still worth it. As many times as I've seen him just being in the presence of like my favorite band of this particular band. Um, it was so amazing. I just, you know, it's just like you get, you know, I, I find a lot of opportunities to lose my mind, but this particular one was so comfortable and so easy. I was just like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm rocking out horns up fucking singing every song at the top of my lungs. That was you know, only a week after Ghost, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's my, my whole summer. I've been kind of bummed out. I didn't go camping or, like, really do much. I just worked a lot of the time. So, you know, the trip going to L.A. and then and then going to Ghost and then right after that, just be like, fuck it, I'm going to Tool. And, like, having the money to do that and just, like, it was so great. Um, they played a, a really short, I mean, not short, but, I mean, they played a really tight set list of, you know, they mixed it up playing songs that you would expect to hear. And also songs, like two songs from Opiate, their uh, debut EP. And, you know, they played a couple old things, some new things and, you know, all the hits and just fucking killed 46 and two. Uh, Anima is so tight. They've been playing it for years, but it just like passes right by, you know, like Anima just happens. By the time you're at the, the refrain, you're just like singing and everything. And then the song ends, you know, that's Anima. They ended with Stink Fist, which is really cool. Oh, shit. Um, because that was the I think, first Tool song I ever heard, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think for a lot of people, because that album, Anima, just really, really set them in concrete as, like, you know, if you don't love the band, if you don't even like the band, um, for what they are, they've, and what the niche they've carved out, that I think that song and that album, along with Anima, um, like really solidified them in like rock and roll history, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. That and was so, like their lateralis before lateralis. That was right. Like, yeah, yeah. That would have been yeah. their magnum opus if lateralis hadn't come. Yeah. Out. Cause like undertow, I feel like undertow is so personal and raw. Like you, you, everybody goes through their individual experience with undertow. So when they play undertow songs live, you know, it's, it's like, um, they only they played intolerance, which is the first track off of undertow. Uh, uh, which is really cool. It's like, I'm a hunter and a fisherman. I'm a dunna, da, 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 whatever. Um, <laughs> they played that, but, but I think, I don't know. You just, I mean, tool fans, like there's, there's a, there's a, people say like tool is the one band named after their fans <laughs> because so much of the time, you know, the general population of that fandom is super douchey and really tools, a lot of douche fans. Apparently, from from my region, from this perspective, you know, Dude, they I mean? but they do. I've noticed they tour with like Mashuga and yeah, Disturbed and shit. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I like. I think Mashuga is appropriate. Disturbed definitely yeah. isn't. But I feel like a lot of people when they like, because when I'm saying like Tool's my favorite band, bar none, people think I'm a fucking juggalo all of a sudden. I'm just like, you're so like you have never listened to this. They lump it in with corn. They lump it in with like something else, but. You know, it's so visceral, visceral and like uh, introspective and internal, their lyrics, you know, and it's like, yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like the fucking William Blake of our fucking generation is Maynard James Keenan. Did they play H? Uh, they 
did not play H. It's H, I've heard it's very rare that they play that. Very live. rare, yeah. H is like a jazz song to them, you know, like yeah. It's it's so and not that it's so mellow. It's heavy, but it's very contemplative and meditative, and it just kind of like rolls along. Um, they they did play a show to like rock people's socks off. They didn't play No Quarter, which I expected them to because last year on their small tour, they played No Quarter at every show. Um, right. They played uh, oh, what the fuck? They played The Grudge. They started with Third Eye. They played Jambi. They didn't play the pot, which I was surprised to hear. I feel like pot is like the pot is like a hit. Um, Love that track. I got to tell you, yeah. whenever uh, Ten Thousand Days came out, I I liked uh, it. I still like it, but mm-hmm. I, we were just coming off a of lateralis. Yeah, and Later, it was yeah. I guess maybe one two percent disappointment. But but then I had to realize like this is a different yeah. album. Yeah. They went in a slightly different direction. I feel and you. they're it's just not they might not ever get yeah. to lateralis again yeah well i think you some know? of the some of the criticisms that arose from Ten Thousand days was that there was a lot of filler in the album yeah and there's really only like five songs on that album right um and yeah i don't know well, something must have been going on and i think i think a lot of people feel like Ten Thousand days was like a phoned in performance for tool especially coming off of lateralis but you know, that's a follow-up to, like, a genuine masterpiece. You know, people are still trying to figure out yeah. what Lateralis is all about. And for me, Lateralis was, like, the album. That's my Desert Island album all the way. You know, that album yeah, fucking that changed one, that one was <laughs> everything. Yeah, that one was definitely one for the ages, man, that fucking album. Yeah. But, but the thing is, too, Lateralis is, you know, Tool's version of spirituality. It's spiritualism. Totally. But 10,000 Days is not so spiritual. It's more personal. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's very personal to Maynard. Yeah. It's all about his mother. It's, it's, it's coming, it's coming to terms with oneself. It's like kind of coming to terms with death and, you know, society and shit, you know, like vicarious or right into is a lot about, you know, why humans are so fucking retarded. Pardon the expression. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's, it is, it's very personal and it's, it's angry, but it's not, like super heavy it's not very metally either except for a few songs i was really hoping they would play rosetta stoned which is like such a good song such a jam um but they kept it classy they kept it real eloquent and they just like you know no encore they played their set maynard maynard he didn't say a whole lot he had like a little jokey bit kind of thing for a minute um but they played the whole show and he he thanked everybody after most most songs and then at the end he's just like thank you for coming out tonight be good to each other get home safe thank you we're out and then that was it you know it was it was so simple the visuals were amazing man they really utilize the crowd or the crowd spaces in front of them for their visuals because the crowd is moving so they do these like trippy little laser shit in front of all the crowd and so that the movement of the actual crowd mixes with these visuals it looks like like some DMT shit. It looks like you're straight tripping. Like you don't have to take drugs. I smoked a little bit of hash when I was there, but <laughs> but other than that, it was just like a beer, you know. Like I wasn't, but it was like it, it was trippy. I remember coming into like a state of like clarity into like consciousness when para- Parable and Parabola came on because they had That's like all, those are those are some of my favorites. So good, dude. Everybody was just like wah, but um. 
they had the screens playing the music video in the background and it was a very orchestrated well put together performance and that was that was when i was sitting there and i'm like oh i'm watching tool out at the theater you know and like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so it was very that was very like um showy you know i felt like you know it's like here i am i'm sitting at a show and it's like really cool but everything else was just so much like i like you couldn't grasp onto it like this shit was happening and song after song was just going i'm like oh my god i'm out here seeing tool even uh, you know like it's been a few days since and i'm just like did i really do that because the experience probably because i was so high or drunk but the experience is akin to a dream you know what i mean i'm just like did that really happen or did i just fucking want it so bad that i thought about it enough to create that instance like i know the 180 dollars isn't in my bank account anymore but you know when you spend that much money on something there's more than like like more often than not there's some tangible kind of like thing you have with it but with shows like that you know where you're just fucking the fandom i'll, I'll pay i'll pay if i can afford it i'll pay any price to see tool anytime i can so i did a little bit of research myself uh with uh tool again like you know i looked at the song the song meetings for h and all that and yeah. I got really into Tool again, you know, a few weeks ago, and I uh, looked up, like, Tool's presence in Japan, like I do, oh. and it seemed like they're just not popular, dude. Like, I could, Whoa. I only found, like, a few little fan pages, and, of course, those dudes love the shit out of Tool. It was interesting reading about them going on about time signatures and shit in Japanese, and they're like, I don't know, they were... They were going nuts, and there was one article about um, Maynard has this like Maynard apparently really likes Japan too. He likes touring there. Uh, yeah. And they said that like when he was staying at this hotel, I guess in Tokyo or Osaka or something, they were expecting the band to to trash the hotel like rock bands do. Yeah. But but like <laughs> Maynard didn't do anything. They're just like chill they were just chilling yeah. out in their hotel and they yeah. were like they were thanking Tool for that. Yeah. <laughs> so my... that was a really interesting it was kind of an interesting search, but I, I really wish that we had like some uh what you call it, some uh I wanted like tool merch, like a tool like poster, like a Japanese poster, Japanese yeah. re Japanese only release. Yeah. of tool like i wanted to see what that artwork would might have looked like from a japanese fan or something totally yeah. but it just it just doesn't exist and there's like a lot of bands where it does but i i don't know i wonder i wonder if they're popular in europe or anything because maybe they're just mainly popular in america yeah it seems that way southwest especially for sure i doubt a lot of east coasters are really into them that's just my assumption no um, i don't know i mean dude we were in the fucking in the middle of alabama and we had Okay. We we knew who okay. the fuck they were. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah, before my... the internet too. I don't know how. Well, again, my brother was the one that introduced me to the band, and at first, I of course when I was a kid, I thought it was a bit too dark. I was like, ah, I don't know if I can handle this because I was like twelve. Yeah. But uh, now I was I, ready. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't. I don't know. My brother was totally ready, and then after a while of just listening to him, listen to it, it was like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. That was yeah. when I decided to live my life deliciously. My brother and I saw Sober <laughs> on MTV, and we were super into yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's when we <clears throat> found out about him. You saw what now? Sober, the music video. Oh, yeah, Sober, okay. Mm. All the, like, stop-motion animation and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Plus, nobody like, sings like album. that. Nobody sings yeah. like that either, which you gotta yeah. have to kind of like get used to at first because you're like, this is metal, but it's he's got a very unique voice that I mean, no one even like comes close to doing yeah. having vocals like that, especially in a metal band. Not hardly, and if they do, they you can tell they're trying too hard, and it sucks. It's like new metal. Right, exactly. But yeah, it's like it is very distinct. I'm like that. I mean, Tool is just my most favorite. Lateralis is probably my most favorite piece of music ever written. Right. You know, it's up it's there just, for me as well. I think Lateralis yeah. is one of my top, probably one of, it's definitely yeah. top 10, maybe top five. I'd have to yeah. think about it, but yeah. That's, I, that song, The Grudge, you know, it like, it has like this motif of alchemy and everything. Right. But the poetry of these songs, I think, not necessarily like the ingrained, like definitive, um, what would you say, like ideology or the definitive definition of what these lyrics mean, what they actually mean, blah, blah, blah. But the poetry as it comes off is just like, you know, especially in that song, The Grudge, you know, turning lead in, what does it say? Turning something lead in something into gold. And, you know, it, but he, would, know, he would have a layer uh, on top of that as well. Like, yeah, if you well, study, so, it, none of this, none of these lyrics have ever been confirmed at all. Cause he never right, really that, talks about it, but like he, yeah. he, there's always like three or four layers with this guy, at least I'd say. Yeah. That's what I, yeah, that's what I'm getting. I think I feel like the poetry of it is so it's relatable. It's also frightening and, and, you know, makes you want to like be more explorative with the self. I mean, I mean, that's how I feel anyway. And it's just like, the, there's so many ways you can interpret the meaning and people have been doing that for so long, you know, like there's a, a uh, quote-unquote translation of the Lateralis album called The Holy Gift based on the mat mathematics that are um, in involved in the, uh, in the music. And there's like a whole different, uh, there's a whole different track listing to The Holy Gift. Look it up on YouTube. It's great um, because the songs flow into one another mathematically in a really interesting way, I guess. And, you know, like, it's it's created this like cult like fandom that is constantly exploring like those lyrics are you know Maynard's lyrics are so special and distinct like you're saying. called Ice to Never by the Black Queen off the album Fever Daydream. Cool. And uh, why this album, bro? Uh, well, Dillinger Escape Plan is breaking up. They're actually playing a show in LA tonight. I don't know why you guys aren't there. It's a shame. <laughs> um, but um, so I was like, well, what's next? Like, what are these guys up to now? Because I know one of the guitarists is in uh, Giraffe Tongue or Orchestra, which I've didn't really care for the tracks I have heard. It's also like got uh, one of the dudes from Mastodon in it, and then like the lead singer of the new Alice in Chains. 
Which I think is the worst part of that band. Like, they just need a new singer. The guy just sucks. Like, he works well for the Alice in Chains group that is happening, but I just was not a fan of that record, or the songs I heard off of it. So I was like, well, what's the lead singer gonna do next? Like, is he gonna join another metal group? What's up? And this album is one of his side projects. And I was like, well, shit, this sounds great. It's like everything I love from 80s. It's like Depeche Mode, like, meets Nine Inch Nails, and it's wonderful. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know what, let's have something a little different on Maddie's music, because we do listen to lots of metal on here. And I felt like it was still in the same vein, since it is a metal singer just doing something different. And the other two guys that are in the band are in the touring band of Nine Inch Nails. So if you, when you listen to it a little more, you do, you do hear a lot of, like, that Nine Inch Nails influence in it, or I do anyway. Um, but it just kind of struck me. Like, when I first heard it, I was like, I don't know, this is weird. I kind of like it. And I was like, give it another listen. So I got the album, listened to the second track, which is Ice to Never. And I was like, I'm in. I'm fucking in with this band. I hope they do many more albums. It's just awesome. I just love all of it. It was a nice break from all the metal I listen to consistently. Right, yeah. This was a really cool, like, change from metal. And it was cool to see this come from the Dillinger Escape Plan guy. I gotta be honest with you, I never really liked Dillinger Escape Plan a whole lot. It was just too, what do they call it, mathy? Math Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know, man, just this wasn't my speed, but I like this a lot, and uh, I put it, on the, put it in the car, I put it on in the car yesterday with my, when my girlfriend was driving, and, you know, I usually put on some metal or some shit, and I know she, she, she likes some of it, but I put on this, and she was like, oh, this is pretty cool, so it was kind of cool that we had something to do that we could really agree on. Yeah. Um... And also, like another disclosure, I've I was never super into Nine Inch Nails. I never liked industrial Get out of my music. House. Never liked industrial music that much. Um, but I like this one. I like I like the Faint a shitload. And so I kind of think of this as the Faint meets Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it feels like you're in the '80s. It's like it feels like it should be on like the Lost Boys soundtrack or something. But. <laughs> in a good way and it was fucking awesome i i think everybody should listen to this shit as well dang shining review from andrew Bush. Yeah. i know right yeah dang, i did not I, see I, that coming i, like I didn't expect hate yeah. but i didn't expect love it's nice it's nice to hear yeah yeah this is this is this is a good one i think yeah yeah andrew you should check out the new dillinger album it's uh got a little elements of like different stuff it's still got some of the math stuff in it but i think it's a little different from like earlier dillinger you might have listened to but like like tool it you know like we were just talking about them like they change up with sign time signatures a lot too and they're known as like the quote-unquote thinking man's metal band like and i think they do that really well but then like the math this math core stuff it's, it's just too like it's too abrupt or something man i like something a little bit more like I don't know, I, like, my favorite stuff is, like, you know, Sword and Ghost, Blind Guardian, like, fucking, like, stoner metal type shit. Is thou so, afraid to approach the void? <laughs> I think so, I could pick out some Dillinger tracks that you would like that, like, their last two have been late, way more, like, uh, approachable by people who don't get into that, like, their first record. Yeah. So, but, um... <laughs> Check yeah. out the track "One of Us Is the Killer." It's good. I think you'd really dig that song. It's got are like there, chorus in it and stuff. And are there it. crunchy grooves in it? 
Oh, dude. I mean, I think it's grooving as fuck. So, but I like Dillinger Escape Plan. So, all right, yeah. I'll give it a shot. I love the chaos of it all. I'll have to also, give it a shot. Yes, Maddie. Yeah. Maddie's a fucking preach it motherfucker. Oh, um, for those of people who like the chaos, um, there was a band called Carbomb that just released this uh, band. Uh, uh, they just released an album called Meta, and it is fucking like time signature fuckery. Okay. Like I just started li- like Andrew, you'd hate it. What are they called? But I think it's called <laughs> Carbomb, but they're called Carbomb, and they just released Carbomb? an album called Me- yeah Carbomb. They're and they just released an album called Meta that just came out, and I listened to like two tracks off of, and I was like, whoa, this is like. Extreme. This is like listening to like extreme acid jazz or something. I was like, they're all over cool. the place. Like my brain was like trying to like connect everything, and I was like, I love it, I love it more and more. But um, Stefan, what do you think of the Black Queen? I love the Black Queen. It's got it's got mix. It's one part fucking dance, one part sex, one part dark. You know, it's just like, it's just a, it's just a, it's a perfect measure, marriage of all those elements for me. And I mean, last podcast that we recorded, I was like, wait, 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 Maddie, wait, what are you saying? The Black Queen? Yeah. Um, I was so happy that you picked this album for Maddie's music because uh, I was listening to them like right after Burning Man, the year before last and you know me, I'm always super confused and I don't know what the fuck's going on. But I know when good music <laughs> is in my presence, you know, I mean, I was like living my life by this album for a little bit. Um, Still there, Stefan? Stefan. Hello? Hi. He's, he's, he's breaking up. Breaking up. All right, anybody else? <laughs> Sorry, Steph, we can't hear you, man. Well, I listened to a little bit of it, and I definitely enjoyed it and want to continue listening to it. Did you have a favorite track, or you only got to, what, one track or so? Yeah, I mean, you know, the first two sound great, so I'm into it. Yeah. Were you a fan of Nine Inch Nails and shit? Uh, as far as, like, Tool and Nine Inch Nails, I was a fan, but I never, like, felt like that I need to rush to go see him in concert or rush to grab the new CD. You know, I had a bunch of friends that would get them and sort of, I'd kind of listen to it through them and decide if it was something I wanted to pick up or not. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Cool. Any closing remarks on, uh, on this shit? Keep it up, Maddie. (laughs) Listen to it. Love it. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's just great. Uh, I I also was not a huge fan of Nine Chanel's not till like a couple of years ago, and I dived back into like Pretty Hate Machine and um, Downward Spiral and stuff, and had a new appreciation of it. I just don't think I was ready for that type of music just yet. And uh, like I love the Fragile. I think that album, that double LP, is great. Um, Year Zero is also a really cool concept album, and I'm always a fan of concept albums. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I if you weren't into Nine Inch Nails, I'd probably say possibly go back and check some of that stuff out because there Man, is really good shit in there. I did go back and check out some of the some Nine Inch Nails stuff because of Black Queen. Yeah, and I, I just like I didn't I don't I don't hate it, but it's just I don't know it, nothing really resonated with me either. Pretty Hate Machine, like it's, I was listening. There's a the uh, was there's some radio station playing. There's a track on there that almost is like a rap song. 
on there. Oh, yeah? Uh, it's like on the last half of the album or something. But just the way his delivery of it and like the beats and stuff, uh, it's just... <laughs> it reminded me of like a rap song, and I was like, man, I really need to listen to Nine Inch Nails again. I feel like there's more going on here. They're not just like some kind of industrial rock band. More stuff's going on here. And then I got back into it, and I was just like, all right, this is going to be a month-long obsession. obsession. I'm just going to listen to everything I can. So... Um, but yeah, yeah, man, the Black Queen's great. I listened to it. I'm really excited to see what they'll do next, or even just the members of Dillinger Escape Plan. They're all super talented. Um, you know, uh, I'm especially excited for the Black Queen just because I think his vocals have grown so much, like from when he started the band, which I think his first record with Dillinger was Miss Machine, to now, and then hearing the Black Queen, it's such a growth vocally. It's going to be interesting to see what this guy does for his next couple of projects, or if he's just going to be rooted with like uh, the Black Queen. He's also in this band called like Killer Be Killed or something, and it's like a member. It's like Max Cavalera, him, and then some other dude from another band, and all three of them sing. It's fucking crazy. But uh, check those guys out. I think they're on like Nuclear Blast Records or something, and it's pretty metal. But uh, it's interesting to hear all those different vocal styles go back and forth it like oddly works i think it's another guy from mastodon actually but really yeah uh some interesting stuff out there if you need something new but you like certain certain vocalists and stuff definitely like look into what their other projects are it's can be it can be really good or terrible (laughs) all right that's all i got i'm done i don't want to talk about music anymore just kidding i always want to talk about (laughs) it is stefan back I am back. At what point did I get cut off? Uh, you were talking about love and sex and normal stuff. Oh yeah. And stuff. Uh, to to that. Um, oh, this album's great. I loved it. It's dark, sexy, dancey. Um, its roots in metal or mathcore or whatever is also really great because I think it does lend a very small element to this music, but it's its own thing, and it's absolutely worth a listen especially if you spend a lot of time at bars or clubs getting drunk and not knowing what the fuck you're doing (laughs) it kind of helps rein that in a little bit we need music like this the 'er ne'er-do-wells the fucking rapscallion vagabonds this is your shit if this was the 80s this would be like a top billboard oh, yeah. hit yeah, but the totally. way the music industry is now and trends or whatever it's <laughs> imploding <laughs> yeah you have whatever the fuck justin bieber's vomiting on the radio or yeah fuck that wh- dude whatever so <clears throat> yeah i guarantee someone's gonna sample something from it and it's gonna be in like the top 10 kanye of the year yeah i mean it's gonna happen it's just like the, the that shit's too good Right, you know? right, right. Or they've already been approached and they've been like, fuck you, because all that I read about Dillinger Escape Plan and like the members of it are basically like, uh, we just do this shit for ourselves and we're not going to, you know. I doubt that like those guys will be like, yeah, Justin Bieber, go ahead and use our track. You right. Know? So, <laughs> which is why I like it. But, um, oh, Justin was, Bieber can't skate. That, that album dude. you suggested, uh, Stefan, yeah. you posted? Chemist, was the name Hunted. Of what was Hunted it? by Chemist. That was the one you posted? Yeah, they're a Denver native band. They're, I mean, they're a lot like Paul Bearer, if you're familiar. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's melodic, like, you could almost call it funeral core. I'm coining, <laughs> I'm coining that shit right now. 
<laughs> I feel like I've heard I've heard that word before. Yeah, it's I like do, it's like doom core, funeral core, and I think that comes about when an artist replicates another artist um, in their own way. So it's just like you have to kind of be like, well, it's this thing, but it's also this thing. Chemist hunted. Anyway, what were we saying, Maddie? Oh, I just that was going to be the next Maddie's music because sometimes. I'm oh listening. yeah. I actually yeah. have some bands that you guys should listen to right now, but I was like, I like putting it out there for other people. But uh, side note, Car Bomb, new album Meta, I think everyone should check out. Going um, on Spotify right now. Um, and then there was this band called Youth F- Funeral, since we're talking about Funeral Corps, even though they're not. But uh, Nerdist posted something about them, and they basically compared them to Converge meets Mets, which Mets is like a sub-pop, like kind of revival of like, a grunge slash punk kind of it's, Mets is a great band. They have two albums out Mets and then Mets two. Um, those are really good too, but you free funerals. Like if you combine those guys, but then had the like vocals of like Jacob Bannon from converge, it's pretty intense. Uh, I really like them. They're just going to drop like a full length, like in December or something. But, uh, if you guys need something new to listen to for the listeners or just you guys Maddie, are chatting with me, check I those just, guys out. Matt, I just got to say you're a music genius. I thought I thought I was into music, you know. What are the yeah. what are the quotes that are just one dash instead of two? Those are the ones I'm using. <laughs> I thought I was into music, but Maddie fucking knows some shit about music. Oh, that's <laughs> standing ovation, Maddie's music. Oh, all right. I like it. I'm blushing. Yay. I'm blushing. Good. That's what I'm trying to do. Anyway, I'm drunk. All I'm right. Sorry. I'm, I'm working my way there. Oh, I'm hungover. All right, moving on to Ready Player One talk. <laughs> All right. This is our first book club section, guys. Um, what? I, I, just, I, just, I just want to say, I never thought this day would come. It has come. It is this day. It is here. That's because I listened to it. I didn't read shit. <laughs> Adults listening slash reading books together it's talking the same about them. Thing. This it's world the same is upside thing. down, boys and girls. Upside yeah. Dude, down. let me tell you something. Will Wheaton read the shit out of that book. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that shit was great. He actually yeah, was really good. Like when you listen, I'm going to plug the audiobook right now. Like he's he's really good at it. Like he should be doing this more, I feel like. Yeah, I love he's... audiobooks. I love the voices. I love it. You you have the same one right where Will Wheaton's uh, doing it? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's amazing. And I've I've loved I loved I've listened to all the Harry Potter books audio. I've listened to a ton of Star Wars books audio. I love that shit. I I Frank Zappa said it best. Like I love books, but they sure do make me sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> I I fall asleep really quickly. Yeah. But audio books yeah. like bridges that gap, man. I don't care if you think I'm stupid cuz I don't read I don't give a fuck. I listen. Maddie, so you're the one that kind of got us all on this kick. Maybe Joey had been on this before, but he didn't mention it that much. Yeah, uh, I, ha- I had the book, but I hadn't read it, and then Maddie had mentioned it, and then I, like, hopped on it. Okay, yeah. so Maddie is the is the origin of all this. So, yeah. Maddie, how'd you learn about this? So, I worked at Half Price Books for three years of my life. <laughs> and every day I went in, everyone was like, Maddie, have you read Ready Player One? I was like, what is it? What's it about? Because I mainly read like horror novels and stuff. I mean, no surprise there. You know? <laughs> um, so, uh, and I don't read t- tons of sci-fi. Every now and again, I'll pick up some sci-fi books that sound really interesting to me. And they're like, no, Maddie, you'll love it. And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, oh, it's got this reference and Star Wars references and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nah, I mean, you know, I can just go read a Star Wars book if I want to like 
get Star Wars references. Stefan, 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 man, sorry. We can hear everything, bro. Oh, really? I thought I muted it. I'm sorry. No, yeah. Sorry about that. Yo, yo, okay. super house audience. Motherfucker don't know how to mute. My, my bad. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, someone, eventually someone went, Maddie, there's a chapter on Rush. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? And they're like, yeah, it's like he has to do this whole thing with Rush and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, like the whole, like, and they just explained it to me. And I was like, all right, I'm doing it. Fucking like sat down, started reading. I was like, God, what's wrong with me? Why did I resist for so long? Like a year, I resisted reading this book. And then I read it and was like, fuck, man. It was everything I love from my childhood. It makes every reference to anything I ever liked or do like now. Um, Ernest Klein was the author of Ready Player One. Uh, great, man. He just like grew up in the 80s and he gets it. That book is a, a love song to everything that was great in the 80s but in a futuristic world, which is, I don't know. It's just a great book. I enjoyed it. I think anyone who's a fan of uh, any kind of video games or anything like that, or any kind of pop culture from the eighties, uh, if you like star Wars, if you like rush, if you, I don't know, like it, if you like things, there's probably a reference to it in this book. Right. So, uh, and you know, I just thought it like, it was just a nice change of pace for me with the stuff I was reading. It was nice to see all that, uh, just all that reference and stuff. And, you know, like the whole time I was reading, I was like, God, this is going to make a killer fucking movie. And then, then it's like, Spielberg's going to direct it. And I was like, you couldn't have picked a fucking better director, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Literally. Like, That's if anyone else would have gotten, yeah, if anyone else would have gotten this, I would have been like, I don't know. But it's like, you know, most of the time when they cast a director to do something and we're like, I don't know. Does he really know how to do this? What are his other films? Let me go back and watch a couple just to see if he can handle this property that I love so much, you know? And it's like, as soon as it was announced, I was like, done. Okay. Moving on to casting of, for the rest of the cast. Cause then I'll be, you know, which in Spielberg I trust, but, uh, you know, Mary know, Elizabeth man. Winstead as Artemis. That's all I'm saying. Yes. I, I looked at that IMDB list, man. Pretty good. I think. Yeah. I haven't looked at it in a while. I remember who they cast as the main kid. I forget. Uh, it seems pretty much appropriate. Um, he, he doesn't look quite as nerdy as he probably should, but I'm sure they could add glasses or something, but yeah, he'll probably be decent enough. Well, he's got to buff so, up towards the end of that book. That's so right. they're going to have the, the, the two actors you guys mentioned, they're going to be the actors inside the Oasis, not the actual like physical kids or is so, it vice versa? I, I think no, I think I, kids. I think it's going to be both, right? Because other than okay, so we're spoilers for this book up ahead, guys. Everybody, so um, turn this podcast off if you're interested in this book and don't want spoilers. But <laughs> so the Japanese guys, the two Japanese guys in the thing, they were the only characters that oh. they said that looked wildly different from their avatars. So I'm thinking that the actual character and the character inside the Oasis will look pretty much the same for the the, the two leads. Okay. Oh, Okay. This cast is fucking ridiculous, dude. Except for H, of course, but that's a you know a whole other spoiler. Again, just fucking turn this off. I thought (laughs) I, when I finished reading this book, I just saw Ex Machina, like a week after I finished it. Yeah. And I always thought um, Oscar Isaac's would have been a good Sarianto. Sorrento, yeah. Yeah, and um, I was just like, man, that's so good casting. But now it's like Ben Mendelsohn is him, so I was like. Gets cast as every okay. bad guy in the world now, dude. They, he is every bad guy, and he deserves he, it. <laughs> he is he is good though. He's so good. So I thought the book was fucking awesome. I hadn't 
I mean, I got to be honest with you. I haven't read like a full book in a while, dude, or listened to or whatever. But uh, it was a fucking great book to get me back into it. And uh, of course, like the the nostalgia is fucking awesome. It's it's that little age before we were born, though. So I, I'm not a hundred percent nostalgic. Uh, but I'm still, it's part of the gaming world, and I do know most of those characters, so I was still nostalgic in some way. But that, like, Atari age of video games, it was just a few years before we came around. Because I think everybody here, our first system was an NES. So, yeah. there was that. But it was also cool just to see that world as well, because that's, that's a world I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think, I think... Also, like you said, Spielberg's the perfect director. He's he's the perfect director because he he's been a gamer for a long time. He, uh, of course, he's handled sci-fi before. He's a great. He's one of the best American filmmakers we've had. Pretty much everybody, most people would say that at least for you know mainstream movies. And uh, the another thing though is this movie requires like a bajillion licenses, and s- yeah. if like that's it'll be like the only way that they get all the licenses in one movie, right? You're going to have to have, like, Atari licenses and Mecha Godzilla licenses and then all the music licenses. and then er- But everybody's going to come on board because it's Spielberg. Yeah. yeah. No. Duh. Oh, yeah. No one's going to say no. And also, like, the Ultraman guys, they're going to be fucking rolling over. Like, they can't wait till this movie comes out because Ultraman, uh, the, that whole shit's probably going to have, like, a little resurgence, too, just because of, because of that. And it's going to be weird to see, like, if Spielberg gets to Mecha Godzilla before the Godzilla guys do, that's going to be weird. <laughs> but yeah. fuck it. Whatever. Um, I think that there were a couple, like, sort of boring parts. Like, whenever, like, he doesn't care about, like, he doesn't care about the hunt anymore and he's just thinking about the girl for a chapter or two. I thought that part was a little slow going. But uh, once it got back to the hunt and all that i thought that was it got it got good and the, the 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 third act is is just pretty much stellar the idea is stellar the ending with the what um what's his name not ogden but uh halliday what he says his like ending kind of monologue is amazing uh it's gonna be incredible man i was thinking about the movie the whole time i was listening to it um yeah that's pretty much all i got to say i do think that the i think the oasis my idea of it anyway what i'm seeing in my mind is that other than the fan, the fantastic stuff like ultraman and all that i think other than that it's going to look pretty much real like they're pretty much just going to shoot it normally that's what i would imagine like not in front of a green screen for like the school segments and all that yeah and i think it'll just be regular actors no cg uh at least I hope I hope it's that way because if this is like fifty years in the future and we got like graphics like Red Dead Redemption or whatever now, it's gonna be pretty much pretty much looks normal. So I don't know. I'm uh, I'm done. What what uh what did you guys think? <laughs> Joey, go ahead. Um, let's see. Yeah, I I liked it quite a bit, man. Um, I I started reading. I was like, okay, you know kids living in you know like, like a shithole and basically like gets away by getting in the oasis and like there's this contest you know people find these uh keys and you know he's he considers himself a pretty good gamer and he hangs out with a bunch of avatar buddies and like this like made up room that somebody furnished um 
you know, and like, you know, for, for us to play video games, it's like, it's, we can relate to it quite a bit, you know. Um, I just kind of, I just uh, did the demo of the PlayStation VR today. So that was kind of cool. Like, you know, since we're on, on that topic. Um, but, um, you know, he's, they're going through dungeons and there's like, he meets the, the girl and like, you know, he likes the girl and um, they're both like competing now and they meet sort of the Japanese crew, the two brothers. Um, and like, it, it, it wasn't so descriptive and like, uh, I don't want to say boring, but like it just everything about it just really kept me, um, you know, sort of tuned in. And as I kept reading it, I just just read it faster and just wanted to read more and like didn't want to put it down. And so that's, it's hard to like find for me, like with reading books, but that one sure did the trick, man. I was really into it. I can't wait to see it. You know, now that it's Spielberg's doing it and everything. Um, but uh, yeah, man, can't wait. Yeah. The, the thing you mentioned, the Japanese guys, the other thing I thought was like, they talk about, they talk about honor. They say honor a bit too much from the Japanese people, the, the two Japanese characters. Uh -huh. it, it feels a bit like it's an American writing uh, yeah. how he thinks Japanese people talk. Sure. And it was mostly fine, but it felt like the whole honor thing. And I like some of it, like the whole, like, you're a man of honor with the Ultraman thing. I thought that was a cool scene, but I, I, I don't know. I think that if they do that a lot in the movie, especially, it's going to come off as a bit, I wouldn't say racist, but like a little bit too stereotypical. And it's just, I just don't hear Japanese people saying honor like that all the time. Okay. In real life. But it's going to be great to see Spielberg introduce two Japanese, maybe Japanese American actors and them get their, you know, claim to fame after this movie as well. So that'll be great and just you know to have like that intersection of like american nerdery and japanese nerdery kind of clash with the uh, ultraman and but with the atari games and uh american video games and then pac-man and all that like there's definitely like this cool combination of shit there so it's gonna be good man yes it will be All right. Um, it, anybody yeah. see that um, cure? The cure of, for sickness, I think, is what it's called. Trailer. Um, no, I have not. It's the new sort of Gore Fabinski movie, um, and it looks like from the trailer okay. that he's he's sort of back in his like form. You know, it's like he did really good for the ring, and um, you know, the first pirates movie. Um, and then what else has he done after the after the third Pirates movie? I feel like it was something that didn't. Did he do Rango? Rango. Yeah. Yes, oh, okay. he, did, he did direct Rango. Um, care for wellness. Okay. Is it, is it wellness or sickness? Wellness. Okay, wellness. Okay. Um, but it just it looks awesome. Like it's like I guess it's this kid who goes into like this sort of. I guess it takes place in like maybe the between the 20s and the 40s um, and he goes to this i guess it's like a mental hospital but it's like very visually stunning um 
and there's no dialogue in the trailer, so I guess it's sort of a teaser. So it's just like kind of images, but it looks great. What's the synopsis? Give me the log line in like a sentence or two. What's this movie about? Some kid goes to you know the <laughs> mental hospital. That's all I got. That's all I got. I, I, I'm watching it right now, and Joey is very much correct. <laughs> okay. Uh, the visuals right. look great so far. I thought. I haven't seen this trailer, but I thought Rango was one of the most underrated animated movies of all fucking totally. time. Totally, that was yeah, brilliant, incredible. Rango's so good. Yeah, that... Gorbavinsky's Gorb the shit. That motherfucker's yeah. bad. He is talented, man. When I saw, I worked on the Blu-ray for Rango, and there was all the special features we had to work on too. And you get to see Gorbavinsky directing. And no way. it just seems like he just knows what he's doing. You know, he doesn't, he's, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't even know how you develop that skill, but he's definitely got it. He's got it. You got to pledge your soul to Satan. I guess he sold. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Gore is great. For, the, for that, you <laughs> sold your soul? I wasn't You're using so... that at the time. <laughs> oh, brother, art thou? Yeah. Right. Oh, son, for that you That's sold that. your everlasting soul. soul. <laughs> <laughs> you taught me how to play this guitar real good. Real good. <laughs> Best movie ever made. He played in Yonder Can and then Skedaddle. Skedaddle. <laughs> this, oh, this, this film looks pretty dope. Well, Is it a horror film? It's horror? Uh, I don't know. It looks like there might be some horror elements in it i don't think i would call uh i don't think i would call it that necessarily um just looking at some of the headlines for the trailer it just says uh creepy trailer uh hold on to your sanity so hold on to your butts basically right. uh looks cool i, I never even a, heard of this until joey mentioned it uh, yeah it's got a, started recording what's that kid's name dan dehan or something dan dehan yeah i yeah. i love that kid a guy I was working with yesterday had mentioned it, and um, it like it popped up when I was going to watch something on YouTube today, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm watching it. Great. But yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Gore Verbinski for Ninja Turtles Reboot 2020. Dude. You heard, heard it here first. <laughs> leave nope. it. Rango style. Leave it alone. <laughs> leave no, no, there, there can be a good Turtles movie again. There I can be, it. yes. There, there, there will be. Definitely. There will be. And yeah, my... Gore Verbinski, that's he's got my nomination. What about the Judge Dread, the Dread director? They would be good. They would be good. They would be good. I don't know. Great I don't know. Guys. They're both good. Gore Verbinski, Dread Great director. Guy. So good. All right. Just We've already made a better Turtles movie right now. Yeah, just, just by. Let's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking let's hound Twitter hound fucking Gore Verbinski. <laughs> and. What's the other? What's the director of the fucking Dread movie? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, Good goddamn, Carl Urban. Let's Twitter Carl Urban. Yeah, he'll get <laughs> it done. What he'll get that he shit be, done. Though? He'll get that shit done. Carl Urban could be fucking. He could do the voice of Leo, oh, or straight be up be Casey Jones. Oh shit, that would. Dude, that's Carl Urban. Old, that's an old ass Casey Jones though. Nah, the, not like what okay, like, was that young? Roll with it. it. Roll so with it. okay, so you guys did the 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 uh, commentary for the film. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, like, why was that guy Arrow, the guy who plays Arrow, why was he cast as fucking Casey Jones? 
totally misguided it, like, production. It's ter- oh man, <laughs> completely misguided production. Like, he's on such all like levels. This, he's just like this. Look, like, you know, if he had the longer hair and looked a little <laughs> bit greasier and had yeah, like if, 90s if, grunge if he, clothes if, on, if he, he could have sold it. He definitely could have sold it. If he's I like a male man. You know, give him missing a tooth, some fucking like you know, some facial yeah. hair going on. Yeah. But he looks like a fucking GQ model, dude. Oh no, he's ridiculous. Yeah. If 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 anything, like look or no, if he just had a reason to be in the movie, that would have made sense. Yeah. If any fucking human being slash CG turtle had any reason being in that movie, it would have made sense. It should have been Wait, called. You... It should have been called Bebop and Rocksteady and Krang, with a little bit of Shredder. Joey, did you watch it? <laughs> Oh, he's not here. Fuck. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I did not watch it. Um, oh, okay. But I, I do plan on it. Don't. Okay. Really? Like, honestly? I've watched it. No, Maddie, I, I, can tell I got to listen to you guys' commentary, man. I got I to right. watch it. Only right. that. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason. Only that. We had a good time doing it, though. Yeah, it, was it was fun. So much fun. Dude, yeah. shout, out, shout out to Joey's better half, Kim. Oh, yeah. Dude, some great fucking, commentary. She, she, she came yeah. in. She pulled some fucking great stuff. She did the most ninja shit of that power couple. Thanks, man. We had we had we had a great time. So hospitable, Joey. You were there in spirit. I could feel you. Thank you. <laughs> I all your toys, man, Joey. Anyway, <laughs> this motherfucker. Keep you guys busy. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I just loved it, man. You had so many cool toys on the shelves and shit. I was like walking around like it was a Del Toro exhibit. Thanks, dude. <laughs> dude. Action figures are no joke. Stay tuned for legit shit coming up soon. We're going to talk about action figures. Oh, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. I want to be on wow. that. Mm. I was like, we should probably have Joey on. We're going to have an action figure soon. segment. Just, you know, you know, putting out there. It's coming. All right, let's do it. 20, uh, 2020. I'm like Maddie. If I get in the action <laughs> figures, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm too far gone. It's just too far gone. Yeah. Like no, I buy comics, cool. video games. <laughs> Movies, of course, but I'm ar- I'm already dating a girl that lets me fuck her with no condom, man. I'm getting in that. <laughs> All right, man, that might be the first time that sentence has ever been said yeah. ever on ever. the planet oh, Earth. It's called home. It's called home. A little de- some trinkets <laughs> on your desk, I could, I might do, but I don't know. Uh, I'm yeah. I liked uh, uh, Jonathan's Godzilla collection, Ultraman collection, though. That was oh, cool. Yeah, dude. That's dope. I, I flip over action figures, man. They're dude, awesome. I, I watched yeah. uh, the, there was there's a like a reboot of Ultraman on Crunchyroll. I got Crunchyroll mm-hmm. via a friend that you nice. guys know. I won't say his name, but uh, uh, Edward Snowden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not paying for that shit. Let me just tell you that much. But Putin. it's called Ultraman Orb, and I got to tell you, it's not so bad. <laughs> Dude, That's so bad. Shit. Yeah, yeah, I got I got a um account for Crunchyroll just because Berserk came on, and then once it okay. once it was done, I was like, all right, I'm done. Man, this is getting on a tangent, dude. But there was this anime that hasn't been translated yet because of the content. It's called uh, I guess you could translate it as like Saint Brothers or something. It's about <laughs> It's about Jesus and Buddha living in Tokyo as like young 20 year old dudes <laughs> just <laughs> hanging out in an apartment and they make like religious jokes and poke fun at each other and like when jesus goes to the convenience store the japanese girls laugh at him and say he looks like johnny depp that and is genius 
like when Buddha's afraid to ride on roller coasters and then he goes into like a meditative trance on when he's riding up the fucking uh, hill on the roller coaster. It's total comedy. All right, send us a link. All right, I will. Yeah, right. tangent, but it's great. Um, An Ultraman was pretty cool too. Uh, what else we got going on, guys? Um, any other trailers you want to talk about? Negative. Recent gaming. All right. <laughs> oh wait you wanted Fair. johnson right, cool. johnson was gonna talk about retro gaming johnson's been dodging this shit all podcast <laughs> where you at g i'm gonna go run out and grab some whiskey i'm gonna take a walk but i'm gonna keep uh, it on mute y'all yeah turn that shit on i mute. mean nothing nothing special you know uh i wanted to ask you are you guys keeping up with the new uh, black mirror oh yeah I yeah watched, watched the all. first two episodes yeah See, i love did... that show man Oh, you haven't finished it, Joey? No, not yet, man, because I've I've just been so busy working, but now that I'm back, I plan on uh, this week finishing it. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. What's your favorite episode, Johnson? I've only seen the first fucking episode. What was your favorite episode of the news? You know what? Oddly, my favorite was what I really, okay, let me say, what I really like about Black Mirror is it's totally unrelenting and bleak. And it's awesome. But my favorite was actually the most optimistic one, the 80s one. Oh, yeah. That one was great. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. That was I like... like <laughs> yeah. That's like the only Black Mirror future you would want to live in. <laughs> oh, dude. I was like the whole time I was watching, I was like, where's the catch? Where's the fucked up yeah. shit happen? And then like right, even right. when it ended, I was like, there's going to be something after the credits. Something Is that, I know, right? <laughs> Is that an episode yeah. of the season? It's the yeah, next yeah. season. Okay. I think it's number three. I think it's yeah, right, probably cool. the next one you'll watch. Right, yeah, next one, sweet. Yeah, it's uh, right after uh, the uh, v- VR video game one, which I really yeah. enjoyed that one, and I felt like a lot of yeah, people have yeah. been like, like a lot of people's reaction are, uh, could have been worse. And I'm like, dude, it's like if I saw that shit, like, if I was like <laughs> in a room with that fucking spider with a human face, I would be losing my fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no like it, when people are like, "Oh, it could have been worse." Yeah, it could have been worse, but it's like a television show with very limited resources. It's not like a fucking like big budget Hollywood movie. Like if the shit that's in my mind was on screen, you couldn't watch that shit. It'd be right. too fucked up. Like I wouldn't yeah. want to see that. Nope. I dream right, about that right. shit. I don't want to know about it. I don't remember those dreams, but uh, I thought it was really good. I it, it's kind of like my fear with VR. Like when people when like you guys <laughs> always talk about how much fun it's gonna be, and I'm just like. Because I'm going to want to play the new Resident Evil on it. I'm going to want to play Right, and it's going to be terrifying. Games. It's going to terrify the shit out of me. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 played, I played PT with no VR, and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, I just yeah. think about all the, like, I'm just playing Silent Hill 2. I was like, this game's, this game is too creepy. I can't do this. Or like, <laughs> Dead Space was probably yeah. the last game. I was like, yeah. fuck, I don't know if I can make it through this. Yeah, buddy. Dude, if Silent Hill 2 took up my entire peripheral, I'd, it's, I'd fucking shit my pants. Man. I'm out. I just don't want to do it. But I would. Yeah. I sat through it for a fucking Twitch uh, something. You guys would hear me scream. Very high pitched. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. I can't do this. Okay, let me have two yeah. more beers. All right, jump back in. But uh, yeah. I, I just liked it because it was like the extreme of like, what if someone could tap into your fears? Yeah, like, right. And the, the thing with, with horror game. Yeah, and the thing with Black Mirror is it is there is kind of subtlety to it, and that's what makes it good. It is like that's why it's like the most kind of realistic sci-fi around right now is that yeah it's shit it's shit that's like right around the corner like in our lifetimes definitely i honestly thought when black mirror went to the spider face dude thing i was like oh shit how far are they gonna take this 
Because at that point, yeah. I was like, this is pretty fucking far. It reminded me of the scene in the Invasion of the Body Snatchers remake with Donald Sutherland when the dog walks up with the human face. That shit's freaking Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God. But it's just like on a spider, even worse. And like, I, yeah, don't, my, I, my I, question... I don't like spiders as well, so... Yeah, my question when watching that episode, I was like, when did he really enter this VR? That was my question. Dude, like, I love, like, the end yeah. of it where you're like, whoo, motherfucker's out of it. And he's like, no, he's not. And you're like, oh, fuck. No, he's, he's not. Out. He's like, no, he's not. And you're like, oh, my God, he's never going to get out. It yeah. Was just like, it, it was just like, uh, I don't know. It was just like a. Yeah, you knew he was dead. You knew he wasn't making out of it. Oh, dude. I was just like, I felt so bad for the dude, but the dude was kind of an ass, too. But it's just like, man. He's just I, a. He's one of those travel douches. He's one of those, you know. <laughs> I don't. I, I really like this season. The only one I didn't really care for is the uh, army one. I fell asleep during it. I tried to rewatch it. I just could not. Yeah, that it. one was okay. It could have been done a lot better. The one that really did not resonate with me at all was uh, the one, the troll one, where the kid had to rob the bank because it was just a big troll. There's no real resolution to it. There's no. I I did think the reason... twist on that one was uh. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Is that the one where the kid is like, you just think he's just like masturbating to porn? Yeah, right. But then you find out it's not, that he's doing it to a different kind of porn that is illegal. I didn't see that part coming, so I actually enjoyed that one. Because I was like, oh, that's pretty fucked up, considering. Um, Yeah, but there was like, there was no uh, consensus with like the people they were targeting and like, and then again, yeah, like I said, at the end, it was just a big troll. They just, they... They fucked everybody over, and it was like, okay, well, what did they get out of it? What's the point of this? Yeah, I mean, resolution here. Yeah, I guess that was my least favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I I I guess my whole thing for that episode was I was just like, I liked the journey that was happening a lot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's like why why would why would they choose this kid? Like, what has he done that's so bad? Because I feel like some of the adults he met weren't that bad. Like they had just been like, oh, I got a prostitute, and it's like. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course right. you have a wife and kid. Like, I get, like yeah. I get the episode. It, it didn't bug me as much as the uh, the army one because I just feel like I've seen that. I've seen films about that, and it's been done better. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that one that could have been done a lot better. Yeah, yeah. But oh, overall, I like the whole season. I mean, you know, yeah, even the first one's good. good. Yeah, the first one is one of those futures I really truly fear, <laughs> like yeah. might be true, like in the next. What was the 15, first 20 years. It's Bruce Dallas Howard where she's oh, trying to yes, get her yes, ratings yes. up. Oh, dude. Yeah. That shit, but that shit frustrate. Like, watching that episode frustrated me so much. Oh, I, I know. Like, I get on Instagram and, like, Facebook, and I don't like, like, my friend's stuff, but I can't imagine trying to, like, make strangers like me. Like, every minute of the day, you have to please people, and you have to have a fake smile. And, I mean, jobs are already kind of like that for a lot of people. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, think about, I can. You think of like trying to get like a credit card or something like that. You yeah, know, right, right. Certain percentage or trying to get an apartment, a job. And yeah. now it's like, you know, just walking around the mall or stepping outside of your apartment. I'd like yeah. if you're like a 3.2 and they're like, Ugh. yeah, you they know, fucking avoid you. Yeah. So you just become yeah like, and that's the thing. That's the thing with this one. Your social media rating, like, like, you know, opened like it, it affected your real life like <laughs> right yeah i like yeah. looked at all like i was just like i watched that and then i looked at my instagram how many people follow me i'm like i'm like a 2.3 i 
I can get shit done. <laughs> like, and the, the, the thing that, like, yeah. bugged me the most, the thing that got me the most out of that one was when she was trying to rent that shitty car. I was like, Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. You can't even rent a fucking car without a good rating. Right. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. There are but she couldn't even that enter that one neighborhood with a bad rating. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of like what makes Black Mirror cool is that even if the episode doesn't land for you or you're like, oh, this one's weak, I think the ideas are there and have really oh, cool yeah, ideas totally. about things. Yeah. And um, that's why I like I had only watched uh, before this the third season. I watched it in its entirety. I'd only seen the episode where the people are following the girl around with the uh, cell phone cameras. Oh, that one's really good. Yeah, I like that one. That's I watched that up. one. <laughs> and then I watched the White Christmas one with uh, John Hamm in it. Remind, oh, yeah, me yeah. The, remind, remind me of the cell phone one. It's like she wakes up. She doesn't know what's going on. And people just all around the town, she's trying to ask for help. And they're all just holding up cell phones in front of her. And, and a like, few guys like are chasing like her, right? Man. Yeah. Some guys it's with kind of like Running Man, but current. Okay. Yeah. I have to go back like, and watch a couple of these. Because I, like, I feel like it's probably season two where I kind of feel like I've blanked. But yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, and, and the twist the on that one is really fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah, and, uh, and then I watched the one with uh, Dom Hall Gleason in it. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that one. That was a great one Which too. One? Uh, it's the one where uh, it's the girl and the guy, and the guy dies, and then she like uh, starts like they've like saved his memory and like they put it in a computer. Oh, he's the program. android now. The android, yeah. yeah. He, he, he yeah, she yeah, goes yeah. the android and stuff, and yeah. they put yeah. him in the attic. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really yeah. good. The whole thing about every time I'm watching a Black Mirror episode, I just expect the worst of the worst to happen. Yeah, it's yeah, totally okay. bleak and horrible. Yeah, dude, like fucking British people, man. Woo. <laughs> yeah, they're I like. I thought that, I was yeah. dark. I thought Johnson was dark. <laughs> you need to write an episode for this shit, Johnson. Oh, dude, I'd love to. I, I could definitely pull something out. Like, also, like, what would the, your episode be about? In my, uh, I mean. I don't know. He put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> Safe spaces. <laughs> Mine would be I about mean, people you may know. What? Yeah, but the thing is, like the one, like those kids in the future that had to ride the bike, like they live in a society where there's no family units. They have, they haven't even seen daylight, presumably. Like, like you've when you've totally broken down the family unit and the human and what it means to be human. Uh, it's really creepy because I feel like that shit's coming. No, oh, dude, that Bryce Dallas Howard <laughs> episode, man, it's it's coming, it's coming. I'm not excited for yeah. it. No. I love the trucker lady she meets that has like a one point yeah. whatever in it. It's so good. Uh, yeah. That would be me. I would just like right. stop giving a fuck and just being like, I'm gonna drive around this weird tractor trailer thing. So yeah, that was another question. In this future, if you get down to zero, they just throw you in jail. I don't. I don't know. I guess you kind of just. Ex- I guess at some point you'd have to be nice to enough to some people where you would yeah. just get like. I mean, you would just have get it your like, rating back up to a one at least or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're at like a zero point zero, you're like fucking murdering people and people know it. You know. Yeah. It's like how bad do you. Well, have they to showed her phone zero? and she was down to like zero point six or something. Like... Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think that lady was necessarily. I guess they can't do anything. It's just like you're kind of left to your own devices with what you can and can't do. It's like, well, like, can she still buy, like, where can she buy food from, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, well, like when, I, that would like, be an interesting, like, book almost. Like, that whole episode, if someone wrote an entire book about how that world works. Yeah. Like, I'd read that shit. 
Like when she's at the counter and they fuck up her ticket and you just have to grin and eat it. Like, oh, dude. Uh, that's horrible shit. Oh, I and hear. then the part where there, she's like, oh, there is one. But you have to be like a 3.4 and she's like at a 3.3 3 or 2 or something. Yeah. It's like, Jesus, yeah. fuck. It's like, this shit is real. This already happens. Yeah. Oh, dude. Like here, <laughs> man. Getting things right. Scaring me. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm not ready for the they haven't. Guys. They haven't done an episode yet of like uh, full on, like total, like intelligent AI. It's still like humans being shitty to humans via technology. I feel like I wonder if they'll do one. Yeah, I'm hoping right, that like yeah. maybe the next season will be they'll get more of a budget since they're with Netflix now and you know like it does well. So yeah, because I've seen like shows that like Netflix has like picked up for either the last season or just to, because like the fans' response was so good and like you can tell yeah. that they, that like Netflix. I mean, even watching the Marvel shows, there's like fucking they got they got money, man. They can put some yeah. stuff into it. So it'd be interesting to see like after the season like how far they push the the next season of black mirror well correct me if i'm wrong is isn't it different studios doing their own episode so maybe they I have mean, like varying budgets probably i mean because there are definitely sure, some but... that are like british and scottish yeah and then there's like the more american ones I, yeah i don't know yeah i mean you know what you, you probably need to cut down on what you're paying your actors to be in an episode just get some <laughs> decent ones so you can do like some cool you know right. stuff and push that yeah. Vagina. <laughs> yes. I'll watch it eventually. <laughs> yeah. Definitely one My of the most te- relevant things on TV right now. I feel, I feel like it's our generation's Twilight Zone or something. Yeah. No. There's definitely. really a Bush. Yeah. There's a greatest. There's a greatest hits. Black Mirror. It's just with this show, like. Kevin Smith talked about that first episode about him fucking a pig. Yeah. And that was like my first introduction to the show. And he talked about it a little bit after that. And then this season, right after that. when this season three thing hit, uh, it seems like everybody in the fucking universe is watching it. It went from like zero to 60 in, in a day. Yeah. I mean, is yeah. it because season three got on Netflix or why, how did this become so popular? So people fast? are just it was, more privy about on it, expecting it. Yeah. Yeah, People season it. it came out. It came out in um, the UK. I think it was like season one was out there for a while. I think when season two was about to start, they threw on season one on Netflix, and then season two yeah. was like right around the corner. And then they had last Christmas. They had the little Christmas episode. Yeah, and so it, it's been in everybody's. It's been in everybody's mind. You kind of hear it's like, hey man, have you seen that show? It's like six episodes. Yeah. It's like seasons one and two. Um, and then I think when season three came out, it, it got more of a buzz and like. I think there might have been a billboard in LA about it. And so I think just more people knew about it and it got more uh, marketing. I mean, I, I liked it. I'm going to definitely yeah. watch it again. I just haven't thrown it in rotation yet. I recommend the first. Oh, yeah. Also, the B one season. from this season. Wait, wait, wait. Pretty so, good. Uh, Johnson, go ahead. For, sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, the B one was pretty good. I forgot about that. That was the last of oh, season yeah. three. But yeah, this is they they have really short seasons. Like it wasn't the first season like four episodes. It's like three. Oh, was it? Yeah, Yeah, but each one of these episodes is almost a fucking movie, man. Like movie, yeah. Last episode of the new season is like an hour and thirty minutes long. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, that's like nothing to. I mean, that's a fucking movie, man. (laughs) My introduction was like Kevin Smith being like, 
hey man you gotta watch this show guy this guy fucks a pig <laughs> i was like all right so he was saying that to his friend on the podcast and i was like oh okay i gotta watch this i guess speaking so, of kevin yeah. speaking of kevin smith i watched tusk while i was away what did you, think? you think of that i thought it was okay you know, it's a little, it's, it's silly. Just kind of like, uh, what was it? Yoga hosers. You know, they just like some horror elements, but like, it's still pretty silly as well. You know? Yeah. There's like, there's nothing he you can do for this kid. Like, it's like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's done, man. It's like yeah. nothing you can do. It's sad, but <laughs> it's, it's pretty silly as well. It's, it's nice to hear you say that, Joey. Yeah. You know, the, comp- the compassion you try to lend to the character and it's just like there's no way out. Take that evolution and go down the fucking rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Kevin Smith movies are good. Fuck you. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Tusk, I saw that the weekend it came out at a Q&A screening at, in Hollywood uh, at the Arclight and Kevin Smith was there and it was it was a good time. Even at the the first weekend and that screening, he was like, "Yeah, this is a pretty stupid movie," like <laughs> about his own movie. He says but, about every one of his films, though. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think I actually like that one a little bit more than Yoga Hosers, if I was ranking them. Yeah, I do too. Yoga Hosers just like he's just kind of having fun with his kid and Johnny Depp. Uh, I mean, but oh yeah, more like a well-rounded movie. What's what's his what's his character's name? De- Depp's character like was in Tusk and also yeah, in Guy Guy Lapointe. Guy Lapointe, or whatever. Yeah. It's the best acting Johnny Depp has done in a long time. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. It's great. He is the best part of those movies. All right, we want to talk about uh old Doctor Strange. Yeah, this is just the last podcast before the movie comes out and uh personally i i've been more excited about this one than i guess well other than civil war like i was like you know kind of okay about ant-man um i mean it was pretty good but i wasn't like you know major looking forward to it um i can definitely tell this is one you're super into because you're like a big like grant morris guy and like sort of the you know what's the meaning of life you know style questions you know that's exactly right. Yeah. And then anything that like kind of like questions reality, even though even though it's probably going to be mostly bullshit, if it even hints at something that's like worth it looking into, like if I go home, like wanting to Wikipedia some some like one line that I heard in that movie, it's going to be you know, I mean it's going to be worth seeing anyway. But I I do like that stuff. I mean I anytime there's a documentary about quantum mechanics and what how reality works in general i'm going to be watching it uh so and that's why i like grant morrison like you said although i don't think grant morrison has had any hand in this movie but i guess you could say that the trippy aspect of it uh i guess is similar to grant morrison mm-hmm. but yeah i'm definitely the most interested in this one more than any other one in recent you know in recent memory and uh I've never actually read a Doctor Strange comic. I want to. I looked at his best runs. And uh, the movie has like a 94% right now after like 50 reviews. So it's looking to be good. What do you guys yeah. think? Trash. Trash. <laughs> Moving Just on. Just kidding. 
No, I, I think it looks good. I'm, I'm excited for Doctor Strange. I just watched The Imitation Game, which I think is not the same kind of thing, but it made me real excited to see uh, see the batch on the big screen. Oh, I saw um, that movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it looks fun. I like magic and shit, and I'm finally glad that Marvel and, like, it's finally getting into this realm to get some of the cooler characters and just some of the more interesting characters that I like. Um into the Marvel Universe and stuff, just because it's going to open up the doors, man. Anything can happen in a Marvel movie now, once this movie hits. And I think that's going to be the most interesting thing to see Doctor Strange kind of coexist with, like, the current Marvel lineup of people. So when Infinity Wars comes out, it's going to be cool to see, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange, and then, you know, like, Iron Man and fucking Spider-Man, you know, be all in the same movie. I think I'm more excited about that than I am necessarily doctor strange but uh i think the only doctor strange thing i saw was that marvel animated film that they released uh, a couple of years ago and that was pretty solid that was a fun watch so i'm excited i can't wait to see it yeah i'm gonna go uh friday night to uh 4dx screening do you know what that is oh nice uh we we have means it here they, they put a microphone in your butthole yes yeah, exactly it just vibrates oh. the whole time i'm not ready for that guys no, the seat moves. It's like a universal ride, but it's for the whole movie, and it's totally worth the price, especially for these Marvel movies. We saw Civil War like that, and it was it was just awesome. What does it do? It like vibrates your seat. It moves like a universal ride, like the Star Wars. Are like you Star serious? Wars ride. Yeah, and there, there's air puffs. <laughs> like if there's like what? wind rolls by, there's little drizzles of rain, and uh. <laughs> Like, even smell-o-vision. Like, there's that scene where Black Widow is drinking coffee in, like, Europe or some shit in Civil War. The whole fucking place fills up with the smell of coffee for a I second. I hate that. It's not overpowering, but it's there. I hate that. <laughs> I hate Co everything Coffee or smell-o-vision? Just, like, that whole thing, like, movies should compel you and move you just by being a pure visual medium and i'm not saying it doesn't do that already but like probably great i'm not saying that they're not either but just like hearing you talk about it i'm just like fuck man fuck all we have gone so far away from taxi driver and fucking like you know like it's just like we need to you need to tickle our little buttholes you know in order for us to get us to enjoy that shit they need I like, to fucking the chair is like gonna vibrate no there's like an option. But it's like cool. If you want to do that Here's for thing. like a right. you know, Here's the thing. As I say this, I know I'm saying this now and blah, blah, blah. I'm like totally opposed to it. But I would probably love it if it was happening to me. But I'm just like, yeah, is that really it? I, I thought it was fun. I mean, it, it's, 4D. A, it's a, a Marvel movie is, is that what it's kind called? of a ride, a ride anyway. It's called 4DX. Yeah. That's what they're call, calling it. It might as well make uh, fucking you Doctor Strange. Make it first person if that's the case. I want to smell the no, smells that Doctor Strange doesn't want to smell. <laughs> that, I mean, that'll I be know. real. No, anyway, I don't know. I don't mean to diminish what you were saying, Andrew, at all. Because I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm, I'm going to be doing Doctor... it. I'm doing it Friday night. It's going to be yeah. a fun time. I if think. we're talking about Doctor Strange, I'm just going to jump in here for like my little two cents. Um, so far, I think I'm anticipating it. As far as I can say, I'm like anticipating it. That's it. That I feel that the anticipation. I'm hoping it's good. So far, all they've shown us is that it's going to look good. It's going to be trippy. 
Like, I, I don't know if I should drop acid or if I should like actually pay attention to what's going on <laughs> in the movie. You know what I mean? It's just like, what kind of movie am I getting into? There's been no, no single thing in the trailers that has evoked story or character outside of this is a magic trippy shit. You That's know? true. But so, I feel like the, it wouldn't be getting like a 94% if it was, yeah. if it was just visual though, like if the story really blew chunks. For sure. For sure. And people are like anticipating the movie, but that shit happens like before the movie's out. That shit happens all the time. You hear rumors about, Oh, it's so amazing. It's so great. And then it actually comes out. All I'm saying, my point is I'm waiting until this motherfucker comes out. I'm going to go see it for sure. I'll go see when it's out because it's fun. I'm hoping if it's just fun, that's 90%. If it's fucking more than fun somehow, if it's actually like a great fucking movie. I mean, I don't know how great it'll be. It'll probably be pretty decent, though, as far as Marvel movies go. <clears throat> yeah, but 90% is pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, a 90, it's it's that's over what 50 Rot reviews. <laughs> that's what Rotten Tomatoes says. If 90% is pretty good, then I'll have a good time. But so far, I have no idea. Because these movies come out. This right now. <laughs> tell us, Steph. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Suicide Squad. That I've said this a ton of times around Superhouse Friends, around other friends. That that Ballroom Blitz, Blitz trailer, the second trailer official for Suicide Squad. There was a movie there. That should tapped into my dreams. No, for sure. I think we all agreed that the that you know what I mean. Great, but then like and, the movie started to come out, it got like thirty percent or whatever, twenty some percent. Yeah, and you're like, okay. And, so, so. and after that, like, I didn't hate Suicide Squad, but I didn't like it at all, either. So I'm just like, with movies like this, Marvel has a really good track record. Civil War was good, but it can also be reduced down to like. You know, Civil War in the comics is like all these superheroes fighting and then Civil War in the movies is fucking nine people in a fucking parking lot. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to wait. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I love Tilda Swinton. I love Chiwetel Ejiofor. I hope I'm Man. saying his name right. Ejiofor. Ejiofor. <laughs> you know, I love all these people. I love Mads Milkison. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I don't want to speak anything ill to it because I don't want to jinx it either. But all I'm saying is all I've seen so far is fucking Inception and The Matrix. And, yes. I, already, and I already know where to get those movies. So just like, I'm going to go watch it and I'm going to go watch it and that's it. <laughs> I mean, the city, the city folding thing, when I saw it, I was like, this really is a lot like Inception. But then my yeah. second thought was, God, we're so should, stupid. Should, should Inception, whoa, what was that? That was a fucking rage incarnate. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so... The, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, but my second thought was, <laughs> does Inception have the fucking trademark on city folding? Like do, they can never, <laughs> they can never do this again because Inception did it. <laughs> I love that, but you know that people are drawing that reference like right away. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It doesn't matter. That's how it hits us in our like, our like, cultural fabric. You know, like that shit hits us. We're just like, boom, Inception. Or anybody who's on top of things, anybody who's watching movies, they draw those references like so quick. That's they're the trying thing. to they're do like, like, you know, reality bending and all that, and they're literally bending a city. But the more trippy aspects is just seeing like, 
him getting knocked out of his own body by yeah, Tilda Swinton. For sure, for sure. It does look a little bit matrixy, but shit, it's that's yeah. been a long. But honestly, long time here's ago. what I was getting at. Here's what I was getting at with Suicide Squad is I felt like Suicide Squad from that Ballroom Blitz trailer was half fucking Fight Club, half fucking Matrix. I've never seen that movie. Right. And and when I see the Doctor Strange stuff, it draws certain comparisons. Because I would have said, you know, a few years ago that Inception is the best movie of the decade since The Matrix. You know, like, it's the same thing, but it's different. It's pushing the idea further. And right. I didn't expect that necessarily from Suicide Squad, and I don't necessarily expect, expect that from Doctor Strange. But it's evoking a lot of the similar type of imagery and tone. And I think deep down from my fandom, like the core of my fandom is just like, I want to <clears throat> taste, I want to taste what I thought I could taste with Suicide Squad, you know, or, or something, you know, like this, 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 you know, since Deadpool, this movie that gives you an idea of something grander, even if it's not there right in front of you. And I feel like Doctor Strange has the opportunity to do that. Um, but I and in the trailers thus far, I've not seen. I see what you're coming. saying. They're not. They're yeah. they're they're only giving away the the base of his origin. Yeah. Like there's a car crash. He hurts his hands. Right. A bit. He's learning reality and all this shit. But one thing though, like whenever one thing like I've learned from researching movie news is like you can tell very easily. When a movie does not have much confidence in their in their in, when a studio doesn't have much confidence in their movie, because they'll they won't like release it to critics until like the day before release or the day of release, <clears throat> they've already released this shit to critics like last Monday or something. Like Marvel is way confident in this movie. Yeah, maybe, it might... they're, maybe they're overconfident. I don't know, but I, I wonder oh, if it's in China now. If they if they released it like a week early in China. They released in South Korea early. I know that because John oh, yeah. used to okay. see shit before I did all the time. He hey guys, I'm going to jump off here real quick. All right. Um, got some stuff to do. Um, but uh, yeah, Dr. Strange looks great. Continue talking. I'm sure we'll have many things to say next Sunday about said film. Oh, yeah. yes. All right. Later, dudes. See you. See you. Yeah, uh, Joey, you pretty much hit the nail on the head, man. I do key into that whole what is reality shit, so it's going to be cool. And the whole, it's Eastern mysticism too, kind of like Eastern magic. Seems like anyway, I mean, he's going to Tibet, Tibet right? So mm -hmm. that's always a good time. And it's just us now. Stefan cool. might come back, though. Oh, he's back. Oh, Stefan's back. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, um, if you go ahead and close, I think we'll probably just close out. Um, I uh, I got some I got to go to as well here in a little bit. All right, cool. Um, that is it. This has been episode thirty-seven of the Superhouse Podcast. Is it really thirty-seven? Holy shit! Yes, it is. Um, we have trailer reaction videos that we shot last week. It was our first reaction video. Uh, that is a full hour and a half, I think. It's over an hour on YouTube, and it's a podcast version as well. It's episode 36. And we did, like, a little experimental thing where we did, like, a kind of cinematic visual podcast in a car that is <laughs> only on YouTube, not on the SoundCloud. Carcast, uh, bitch. It's, 
it's a we, we're calling it a car cast <laughs> trademark super house yeah. and uh hopefully we'll get more of those to come but uh it turned out to be pretty pretty cool uh anyway yeah check out our youtube and of course as always check out our patreon yeah. anybody else got anything can i plug um check out i've been uh live gaming on twitch uh that's super right, that's right. Super, superhouse pod at twitch uh check us out i'm gaming now if you guys i mean you guys all have log information login information fucking if you're playing a game during the day or whatever fucking put it on live it's so much yeah. fun please join us it's so much it's so awesome i'm gonna hop on with you at some point probably this week yeah, yeah. dude i'm waiting i'm waiting for some good co-op games where you can like get down and like i don't know i like i you know me i like fucking ramble on superhouse audience <laughs> So if, house... if, you're, okay, if, you're, if you're privy to my fucking rambles, then please join in because I'm often terrible at games, often dying, and I yell and curse. It's just how I get through things. So if that's your thing, then come join me. Sweet. Um, also, uh, connecting with that, we have uh, Titanfall 2 plans for Superhouse, so we're probably going to be doing some major twitchage Fuck at that yeah. point as well. And at some point, guys, um, I'm springing this on you, but I'd like to have like a show, like a like a TV, sh- like a YouTube show, but we do yes. podca- yes. podcasts on the air with a camera running. Yes. Uh, of course, kind of funny gamers is sort of a, a, a influence there, but uh, also we were, of course, have our own spin on it. Yes. Um, I don't, I'd like to have a studio for this shit, man, but um, maybe, maybe we'll talk about that in more detail at another time. Check you later. It's Andrew signing off. Bye. Stefan from Denver, suck my dick. <laughs> Stop rolling shit around, <laughs> jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and don- we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. a million, I'll give you Joey for a weekend. <laughs> for $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>